0: Hello people, and thank you for joining me and my friends on the Game Files podcast. My name is Matthew, and I will be hosting discussions on all things dice throwing, button mashing, page turning, and screen viewing, from the past, present, and future of those things that occupy our spare time. Today, again, I have with me Radis. Hello, hello. And Marty, Marianne, whatever we call him today, so.
1: <laughs> Let's go with uh, Mad Marianne, or?
0: <laughs> Mad Marianne, I like it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow something something just happened here something happened really yeah. well so um new podcast discussion exactly so today we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy it's a title that's been going on since the 80s that we know of probably before in somebody else's head and it's definitely uh, had a Eighty-seven. Lot, 87 well it's had a lot of influence on our lives I would say I, I think I can blanket statement that. And it is one of those games that each edition of it kind of transcends itself and reinvents itself, and it it's just kind of a neat a neat idea. So, um, we'll kind of get started um, just talking about our first memories of the franchise. So we'll start off with you, Marty. What do you uh, what is your first memory of Final Fantasy?
1: Well, my first memories of Final Fantasy. Actually, I'm gonna kind of backtrack it because I had a very close association between the game Dragon Warrior on the original NES, and uh, I kind of considered like Final Fantasy like the next leap up. As far as when I got into Final Fantasy, I mean, anytime you saw a new game, it was exciting, and I thought it was kind of like an updated version of Dragon Warrior, like I said. I didn't really have too much in depth with Final Fantasy at first. It took a couple of uh, goes later on, but when Nintendo Power came out with their strategy guide for that particular game, that's when it really kind of developed
2: some meaning for me. So I'll just kind of start there.
0: Nice. How about you, Is What got you into it?
2: Looking for a new style video game with a fairly recently purchased Super NES, trying to get away from you know the traditional sports games, racing games, fighting games, and I just happened to stumble across this little box that said Final Fantasy III, Final Fantasy VI in Japan, for people listening at home. Picked it up, not really knowing what I was getting into, and I was like, oh, RPGs? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. Put it into the old Super Nintendo there, and within 40 minutes, I was hooked. I was like, yeah, this is going to eat my life for the next six months. And then living across the street from Mad Marty down there, play in that game in my house and over his house and just talking about characters and what we've done differently and then just the ability to name the main characters was, I thought, was just kind of cool. So you didn't get stuck to this character, you could actually then make, relate them to other friends or family members.
1: Quick question for you, Radis. I, 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 honestly, after all these years, I've never really noticed that. Final Fantasy Three for the SNES was your first exposure
2: to the, to the franchise? Yeah. NES didn't really... It was a family gift. So we played more, you know, Mario, stuff that my sister could play or my dad would play. So I didn't really get a whole lot of just the single player games. So it just didn't really hook me into any of those kind of games. Plus at that age I was, you know, still spent a lot of time outside. It so okay. wasn't until I got so I got a little bit older and then the Super NES came out and that was mine. I bought it. So I started looking into games that were one player or, you know, stuff that wasn't wasn't arcadey spent a lot of times in arcade, so the NES stuff was like, oh, I can sit down and play for 10, 15 minutes as a loop and then go outside. Go play basketball or, you know, help my parents around the house so I don't get in trouble. NES, when I started buying games, it's like, oh, this is a two-hour game. Lo and behold, oh, this is a 160-hour <laughs> game. So it wasn't until the uh, Super NES.
0: Oh, yeah. That's that's actually really interesting to me because, uh, you know, I don't think of it because you know, with us all being a r- relatively the same age, it's like, well, the third one, or the third one U.S. anyways. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I just want to toss in one more side note. Yeah, um, go ahead. You know, Redis was living across the street from me at the time. It is also worthy to know because Redis used to get like some pretty cool games. You know, I, I remember I, the first time he got Madden 95. That was pretty special. I remember the yeah. time he got Killer Instinct. And I remember when he got on The Empire Strikes Back, and you know that super, was like
0: super super Empire Strikes Back. Super, oh yeah. yeah.
1: And that was like the cutting edge game for the uh, SNES back in that day, back in those days. It was hailed as the greatest game ever made at the time. Um, and for right. him going into uh, w- waiting for return of the Super Return of the Jedi, which was kind of meh by comparison. Comparison,
0: it was yeah, right. Oh yeah.
1: But yeah. Uh, what made Final Fantasy III stick out? And that being the Final Fantasy Six for you hardcore people out there, Final Fantasy Three for the s n e s was the one game that rated that rated promised he would never lend out.
2: so I have it, it. It's still downstairs
0: that's awesome, <laughs> so that is pretty awesome so uh, my first experience with Final Fantasy is actually at my neighbor Scotty's house. Now it's not the Scott you guys know. he got a Nintendo before I did i I actually didn't get one until. Gosh, like seven, eight years after they were out, right, right. Ever when a uh, Super Nintendo was coming out is when I actually got my Nintendo. But that's Scotty's house. Spent the night, and he's like, "I've got this game called Final Fantasy." I'm like, cool, let's pop it in. Couldn't get anywhere. Couldn't beat anything. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. It was god awful. So uh, later on in life, at uh, Mad Marty's house, I uh, played it again, or I was watching him play it, and figured out that oh. You had weapons you could equip and armor that you could equip. So I pretty much was an idiot as far as that game goes. But I didn't have a game guide. I didn't have anything. It was just trying to play it. I was really excited about it because I like the idea of creating your own team, naming them, doing your thing. But, yeah, that was a bad experience. However, playing it over at at, uh, Marty's house, that was a totally different situation. That was so much fun because we actually – Oh, I shouldn't say I did not play it. I watched him play it, but that was back in the day when you would do that. But that is my first experience with the franchise, which to this day I still love that game. I could I could still play the original. I probably the updated oh, yeah. one because it's a little more streamlined. But yeah, it's a lot of fun.
2: Oh no, put in that in the S.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so um, just kind of uh, going off of that. So obviously, there's been. Gosh, I mean, we could say 15 games, but there's really sequel to games and this and that and the other thing. So um, just in general, like if you, had to, if you had to name off your top three Final Fantasies, what would they be? Go with you, Marty.
1: Well, I haven't played the entire franchise, um, so I'm just going to kind of preface with that. However, what I will tell you is um, the games that I consider the greatest leaps. Now there are some debatable points on there that it's kind of a toss up. But if you put a gun in my head, the biggest leaps that I've always considered: uh, Final Fantasy three slash six for the SNES, and uh, Final Fantasy Final seven, Fantasy which kind of took me off guard. Uh, we'll talk about that later, and then Final Fantasy Tactics which was a real gem and i would still to this very day recommend that to anybody i mean it's kind of like in its own category in the final fantasy franchise but uh, tactics is uh is a beast of the game beast of the game actually it's probably my favorite in the franchise i have to admit probably my favorite overall i know i, I just kind of praised final fantasy 3 but now i think about it i'm gonna go with tactics as my personal favorite
0: nice what do you got radius
2: yeah, I've not again like Marty. I haven't played all of them. I've played a lot of them. I'm just looking at a list here. I think I'm only missing one or two from the mainline that I haven't played. Mostly because there's so many of them were Japanese only releases, and then they got US releases, but they're like on the DS or the PSP or some handheld that I don't own. Obviously, three being the first one I ever played is definitely one of my all-time favorites. I think that game story wise still holds up to day in comparison to Final Fantasy 15 or any of these other mega uh, like Last of Us. there's just You get hooked on those characters in Final Fantasy 3, I think, in a way that a lot of video games lose. And the characters are unique. I enjoyed Final Fantasy 9. I don't want to make sure that's the right one. I one oh, of that's IX. the
0: right one, because it was kind of a throwback.
2: Yeah, yeah it's got that fantasy feel. It, didn't, it doesn't try to reinvent the wheel, but it does enough stuff to where it's fresh and doesn't feel like, oh, it's the same game, same systems. The third one, I'm kind of mixed. Everyone wants me to throw Final Fantasy VII in there. I think it's a great game. I think it's worth playing, but my problems with it are what where three shines with the characters. I think Seven's characters kind of become diluted. I, mean, I think the remake is doing a lot better job of fleshing out the characters, but in the original one, you can spend 100 hours in that game, take your three characters you've never touched throw the material on them and beat the final boss in three minutes. That kind of just makes all the characters in my mind pointless. Um, 10, I thought... Like I said, I think I would probably put 10 in there over 7 just because, again, you feel the characters. They introduce the sphere grid and all of that, so it gives you a lot more control over the characters. There's some game-breaking mechanics in there once you've played it a little bit and you understand numbers (laughs) in the game. But... I thought again that your characters and the story was done really, really well, and they throw a few pretty big twists about halfway through that game. That you thought the game was going one way, and it just takes this left turn, and you're just kind of thrown for a loop. Um, which again, I think three does really well. Ten does. Nine does it a little bit, but not as much. So those would be
0: although nine, although nine gets real, like it's so kiddish in the yeah. beginning, but in the end, it gets just it gets hard. I think that's
2: what hurt it. Because a lot of people got into that first hour, it's like, oh, this feels like it's dumbed down. On, I was like, yeah, it's not. And you really get into that story, and you know, one of your main characters is is a bumbling idiot at the beginning of the game, and oh, it, yeah. he deal, has to deal with that. And it's he knows it, and he's trying to fix it, and like it's his responsibility to protect these people. And he, you know, you see this huge emotional arc on. It's not even the main character; it's a side, You know, one of the third three side characters.
0: Yeah. Although in the end, I really like. I mean, I just liked everybody in that game for the most part, even even yeah. the silly ones because it just it, it was a oh it was a fa- you know it was a fantasy game like it yeah.
2: It, and spoilers, I felt bad, and again, <laughs> uh, the black mage. Oh, when he starts seeing the other black mages, you're like, oh, that's heartbreaking,
0: just yeah. to see what he goes through. Or the no spoilers. Yeah, again, there's so. this is going to be well. Here's the thing: this whole thing's going to be spoilerific, and that's fine. So yeah, just, I don't just mind spoiling going
2: little things but stuff like that. Oh no,
0: no, so, no, no, man. You, that, there's some brutal stuff, man. I'm, if we're yeah. if,
2: if we're talking about games
1: that have been out for a couple of decades, I think we don't worry about We don't have to worry
0: about, them. To worry about spoiling
2: yeah. them. Well, I don't like I said I don't mind spoiling major things, but I don't know, the little things that I think are like heart shrugs that – just uh, makes you go oh for like like thirty forty seconds and then you get back in the story. Those I don't want to really spoil. You know, I'm just going to say final bosses and all. I don't care.
0: But. I, I'm going to just kind of throw this in there for for Final Fantasy IX. The scene where they're I'm just going to say they are falling. Oh my gosh, dude! I was I was dying inside. Yeah, that was that <laughs> yep. was well done. You Matthew, yeah. Your top three. Well, that's that's a good question. Um, I would say that my number one is it still goes to three, because three was just fantastic. Characters were great. Almost every single character had a fantastic backstory. They related well with each other. Everybody, you know, th- it makes sense that their goals would align, and and they would basically team up and go against the big bad, which Kefka was, you just hated him so much. Every time you heard that oh, laugh, you just wanted cat, You just cat cringe. Ugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Radis used to call him Ant Boy.
2: Oh. Ant. Yeah, he <laughs> looked like an ant. Nice. It said the way
0: it was shaped was an ant shape. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, that, that by far is my number one. Number two, see, for me, that's a tough one. For nostalgic reasons, I would probably say the original. I can still play it to this day. Even though I haven't played it in a little while, I was in the middle of the White Mage Challenge, which is not a good idea. Don't do it. No. I'm still doing it anyways, you know, like an hour at a time uh, every month or so. Um, it, yeah, it's terrible. It's god awful. But you know, it's one of those things. And then as far as my third, and that's where the toss up comes in, because again, I'm, I'm, you know, Final Fantasy VII. The music was amazing. You know, the bad guy was fantastic. I loved it. Some of the side characters were great, but I'm, I am going to have to kind of agree that the main characters were kind of wishy washy. Man, that's tough because I really love that game but i i would probably say that final fantasy x gosh i it's weird cuz things have changed over the years but i'd say final fantasy x is probably my third favorite because of the sphere grid cuz it was so yeah. it was so dynamic and it made the game so much so much fun and, and pretty much all of the characters were well flushed out and for some of the ending scenarios like that kind of hurt it kind of hurt real bad when you knew what was going to oh. happen so yeah, it was yep. te- it was terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. And I mean, the the follow ups I played a little bit, but I never finished them. It, it just never got to me as far as that goes. But yeah, they were fan. I mean, those are my three favorites. I mean, honorable mentions. Obviously, nine because since I was talking about, I, I did like nine a lot. Um, I mean, seven obviously is an honorable mention. Pretty much most of them are some kind of honorable mention, except for eight. Yeah,
2: there's only there's <laughs> only one or two that we're gonna bash on <laughs> eight. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i mean you, you know speaking of eight because let, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's
0: just let's just tear this band-aid off <laughs>
1: yeah let, let's yeah. go here for the listeners out there i don't think any of the three of us liked final fantasy eight to this very day i still cannot figure out why the gaming community just loved that game it's still hailed as like one of the better ones of the franchise in a lot of places that I read, that I've read, I just don't get it. You know, the—I uh, mean, it had some nice, some nice elements to it, and they really tried with the uh, upgraded the graphics on that one. But it, it felt stiff as a board, um, and the combat system just was not fun for me. No, and I yeah. got lost. I got lost at the orphanage and never could pick up the game again. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's it's well it's like what the, killed it for me. Good. go ahead. Oh, go ahead no, go ahead. you first.
2: Okay. say cuz like your wife loves this game, but
0: I know she what does. got me
2: was so every Final Fantasy has that traditional growth arc. You start off your weak, you've got you know all your beginning equipment. You go out and you're killing rabbits pretty much while you're working through the story <laughs> as you level to get better equipment. Final Fantasy 8, I think I played for 4 hours and I was still killing rabbits that were taking 20 minutes to fight that I would have to go through summons to kill it. Every summon, you had to watch the entire cutscene, which could be 30 to 45 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but now think about it. You're playing a video game sitting there for 30 for 45 seconds every two minutes, not doing anything, trying to kill some of the weakest stuff. Because if you didn't go and farm material to increase your weapon strength, magic was the only thing you had. Your weapons would hit for one or two points when so it has 200 hit points, you're like, oh, one or two points. It's like, yeah, but then it turns around and hits your character for 50 out of your 100 hit points, so you're going to blow all of your healing in every fight. And for me, that just kind of, there wasn't an intuitive way for the system to go, okay, here's the growth arc, but to follow that arc, you need to go over here and get ore or whatever material was so that your base level one weapon was going to be bumped up the same as your character level so that you can go kill that rabbit with one single sword strike.
1: And I totally missed that mechanic in Final Fantasy VIII. I yep. knew about it years later, but uh, same way then, I did it. By then, the ship, the ship already sailed.
0: Well, and and it's one of those things like when you start a game for pretty much all of the Final Fantasies, you start a game, and one of the first enemies you go against, will say it's an imp, right? So the imp comes out when you first fight it because it's your first fight. Yeah, it takes you a couple minutes. You know, you, all your guys have to attack. It's not. It's not terribly easy. Come back. 25 levels later you should one shot everything because it's an imp yep. but in that game in final fantasy 8 man we're turning this into a, a rag for final fantasy 8 but anyways in that game you know you fight an imp at at level one you know takes forever then you fight it at level 25 takes forever because they grow with you that makes no sense
2: the same thing in final fantasy is 11 online Oh yeah! Level ten, you pretty much could not. So obviously, it's online.
0: I got to level thirteen by myself and then quit the entire game.
2: Well, you had to because you know, yeah, you could still level past ten, but every bit of content was group content. Yeah, and we also get to the point where the stuff that you were farming is no longer farmable because it jumped up to the next tier and started becoming two man content, three man content, just fighting the stuff outside the city.
0: Yeah, Yeah. for sure.
1: Speaking of the Final Fantasy MMOs, you know, I'll have to admit I didn't give them much of a chance, Uh, but by then I was already into Star Wars Galaxies, which then we switched over to World of Warcraft, and at that point, it just didn't compete with me.
0: No, it wasn't even a thing. I mean, I played it because it was Final Fantasy. I think I played it for two months, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I played eight hours a day every day, anything like that, but... It was, yeah. I, th- I was hoping it'd be way more fun than it was, and it just wasn't. But yeah Final, yeah, Final Fantasy VIII, big thumbs down. My wife will disagree; she loves it, so good for you. But yeah, kind
2: of about that she, at, she was on here so to defend it.
0: Yeah, and lastly, though, this was this is actually kind of the this is what really ruined it for me um, in some form or another. So I remember watching the 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 uh, advertisement for it, and I got really excited about it because seven. I I like seven a lot this game was coming out and then I even remember watching the intro where it's like the graphics were fantastic and the, you know what was her name Quistis I think it was with the whip and I'm like dang she's gonna be smoking some people and then it was just awful like everybody was emo although that is kind of stereotypical now for these games but everybody was emo and it <laughs> it was like it was like playing high school musical without the music I guess I don't know it was terrible So, you know,
1: I'm disagreeing with you on that. So, what's that? uh, I mean, but yeah, the the character personalities uh, just did not work for me. There were several plot points, like when Irvine couldn't take the shot all of a sudden. Yeah. The personalities just didn't work for me. Yeah. But like some of the other characters did in the past, you know, even going back to Final Fantasy 2 for the SNES, you know, you had. Some very potent personalities, even back in that game, but uh, it, but yeah, it just seemed a little too wishy-washy in eight. But that's yeah, just my two cents.
0: No, that's okay, and I'm totally I'm totally okay with that because I think you know maybe we agree too much. Maybe I should have brought my wife on and just Was had it, her defend yeah, for five I, seconds. Yeah, I want
2: people out there listening to understand we're not trying to we are bashing on eight, but we're not we're saying that we did not have a good yeah. experience. If or, you I like know, it,
0: good Tammy for you. loved
2: it. I know she was the only. She was the first person I know who actually spent time and beat it with going all the way through. And I think, if I remember correctly, she did have a guide towards the end, just so she didn't miss some stuff. But, but, she but did, I know she right, she was she always a guide. It. Yeah, she was always
0: a guide person. Yeah. So, and she wants to play so, it again at some point. I, I tell her, go yeah, ahead.
2: She really loved it, and I know we always get a bad look from her when we bash it because I think that's her favorite. So, yeah, <laughs> there are people out there like it. And I have a buddy who that's one of his favorites because he he liked the characters. He likes the, the combat, but that's because he was able to go out and do that hour grinding, get keep his weapons up, keep his weapons ahead of that combat growth curve yeah. so that when he would fight stuff, it was attack, 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 move on to the next thing instead of attack, attack, heal, 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 summon. Sit there. Sit there.
0: Yeah, sit All there right. for every single attack, one. attack,
2: attack, attack, heal, 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 summon. Wait there. Wait. Oh, now that one chocobo or whatever is dead. All right. All right. <laughs> <move on. laughs>
0: It's yeah. Oh it, yeah,
2: and get three experience for that. Yeah, and, and so you don't even really up that much.
0: And just just as as kind of a, a caveat to all that, just so the listeners know, you can like whatever you like. We, I'm not going to fault you for it. I just don't personally like that game. So, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: so well, that's why I say we're not we're not saying that, you know if you play that game and like it, you have no taste. You just have different tastes in that particular game.
0: Absolutely. The nice thing about
2: Final Fantasy is between the like 17 or 18 main plus all the other ones, there's enough out there where if you don't like eight or if you don't like seven, you can play nine. plays enough different. It's a completely different story, completely different characters. You can go and play, you know, 12. Again, so you can find one or two games in there. As long as you like the style of RPG and that kind of progression, just because you don't like the characters in one game does not immediately mean that you're going to hate the entire series. Unlike if you don't like the gameplay of a Mario you're probably not gonna be able to play any Mario game because it's the same game loop in ninety nine percent of all those games. So I think that's really where Final Fantasy stands out against a lot of games. Even the like the Dragon Warrior series and all that, they're out there and they're still putting out games.
0: I think there's one coming out sooner quality. just came out. Something like that. I think so. You
2: know, one one other nice little side note
1: with the Final Fantasies too is how there was up until recent years there was no continuity between, you know, which each reiteration. And uh, I remember my buddy Hatavio really liked Final Fantasy 3 for the SNES. Also, he's like, "Well, I'd really like to see a sequel uh, where you know Shadow's got a new getup or something like that." I was like, "Don't count on it."
0: Oh yeah, never. No, yeah. And at I'm that time glad they've done that. Yeah, well, X two. Well,
2: I have X two, and I played up to the first boss. Lost interest, and in, again because the combat system and the. Some of the characters that they had spent the build up in the first one, they kind of, I thought, degraded a little bit in the second one to make them a little more uh, J-pop-ish. Oh, oh, for sure.
0: I mean, the entire, yeah, 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 absolutely. Because, I mean, the entire first sequence is essentially, yeah.
2: It's a rock concert. (laughs) It's a rock. With with one of the two main characters of X being an elite singer of her own J-pop. And then it's turning
0: into Charlie's, Charlie's Angels.
2: Which I, with poses I, that and, aspect, and everything. You know, everyone's like, oh, don't play it. And I was like, nope, I don't have a problem with that. I'll play I a didn't game with well girl power as long as it's a good story and the combat's good. Combat good was good. It was weird that the whole combat was based on changing outfits. Yeah. But again, it hit that point. Get your first ultimate outfit. Go up against the first boss. Like, hey, here's your ultimate outfit for one of your characters. Here's the first boss. I one-shot him with this ultimate outfit. So it's like makes everything else that I've got in my arsenal useless. It's kind of the... Final 3, uh double cast, uh 1 MP, ultimate, ultimate. everything's dead. Why do I cast anything else? Yeah. Why do I even throw a sword?
1: Getting that so. economizer and jump box
2: going huh? Yeah. Oh, every character.
0: I, I will still I will throw this out there though with X2. I at some point I'll probably go back and watch a playthrough or like watch the cutscenes of it cuz I d- I am curious to know how that ends. I actually yeah, do not know. I, I never re- and- I never researched that.
2: Yeah, I thought about going back and playing it, and just forcing myself to never use an alternate outfit. Be like, all right, we're just going to. It's kind of the don't use Knights of the Round, Final Fantasy Seven. Don't use the one MP Ultima, Final Fantasy. II. You know, just kind of take the or take the limit breaks out of Final Fantasy. Uh,
0: Make it a challenge. Uh,
2: Ten, yeah. You know, without without having a, without having guide help, though.
1: You know, going for Knights of the Round for Final Fantasy Seven was literally a day long
2: endeavor. Like, I never had
0: it. Never had it either. But then again, I, I never the, beat it. That's a the story to tell. Free.
2: But I it, never it, raised a gold chocobo race. So I never did that.
1: Well, the I mean, in the day, in the age of internet, you know, you can look up a nice guide on your cell phone. And true. Uh, it 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 took a full long day endeavor and just made it a few hours for me in terms of chocobo breeding that kind of thing. Yeah, um, but I remember uh, just doing the greens and stuff. You had to buy the greens and feed the chocobos, and you ran out. You ran out of gill, <laughs> so and throwing the races. It was a long endeavor, but uh, you know the the whole uh, completionist aspect of my gameplay just kind of demanded it at the time. So,
0: so what was what was your most heartbreaking moment playing a Final Fantasy game?
2: Why don't you start with that, Ritus? Hmm. <laughs> most heartbreaking. <sighs> I don't know. That's rough. Um, there's the obvious one that everyone listening to this Final Fantasy is going to say, but I don't know if I found that one the most heartbreaking.
0: That one was a surprise. I'll give you that.
2: Which one? Yeah, Eris. Oh, the yeah, Eris and Seven. Same anyone's listening, to no Final Fantasy safe Heartbreak, because that was so just, you know, and even the game itself sets you up to fail. And it's like, oh, nope, you might be able to. And you can remember just racking that controller trying to get Cloud to move. And you move a little bit, it's like, oh, maybe I'm doing it just wrong. I just, I don't know, I don't, that one hit me, but it didn't hit me that hard. I really think it was all the way, going back to 3, just like every time the game sets you up to where you think you're going to win and something good's going to happen, Kefka kind of showed up and screws over every single one of your characters in a different way. Whether it was uh, watching Cyan have to deal with the fact that his entire castle has been poisoned by something that he could have stopped. Or um, the brothers at the beginning of the game having to almost wipe out their entire castle to save themselves from being attacked. Um, I just think that just the pure hatred for Kefka by the end of that game is probably my most emotional, but for just sometimes it jumps out if I not having like a couple days to think about that.
1: My memory is far
2: more petty.
0: (laughs) What's that? Of course.
1: Well, uh, in Final Fantasy two for the NES, uh, I forgot what the number was in, uh, for, uh, the actual series it's the one with cecil and kane and uh yang the and dragoon
0: also.
1: yeah that's yes, um well uh maybe it was, maybe it was four or no maybe it was five in the japanese num- numbering system but anyways uh there's the character kane in there winds up leaving your party several times throughout the course of the game and uh, there was one uh, dungeon, it was called the Sealed Cave. And this didn't even happen to me. My brother was playing at the time. My older brother was playing. And he totally had him decked out in diamond armor. <laughs> and uh, we, he had just beaten the Sealed Cave dungeon to be, beat the boss. And he was getting ready to exit. And uh, as he's getting to the exit, the big bad, who was uh, Golbez, you know, like, takes possession of him again or mind controls him again and he leaves the party but he takes all the equipment oh, him.
0: that's yep. brutal
1: it was and it literally was like his entire uh, treasure like gold treasury investment was into this guy he like stopped at a village like right before the dungeon got this <laughs> cutting edge armor and a completely ducked out in diamond armor and like he walks out the door and, and yeah, it was like ooh. Needless to say, once you played the game once, you know when to strip those <laughs> party members.
2: Yep. Shadow does the same thing. Um, there's another one where a couple does that, and they took Materia and Magic with them. It was like, oh, come back.
0: <laughs> that's brutal. That is that's awful. Actually, I didn't I didn't know that one. <laughs>
2: when, when Yuppie runs
1: off with the Materia at Wu <laughs> In Final Fantasy So that was another pisser too.
2: <laughs> when what happened at Wutai?
1: The character Yuffie like takes all your materia yeah. and up with it. So oh get,
2: yeah, when you get robbed and you have to chase her down.
1: Because by then you're you're accustomed to, to materia, and now all of a sudden you got to walk like a mile without it. Kind <laughs> of
0: sucked. That's funny. <laughs> so so my most brutal moment ever. Was I was playing Final Fantasy VII, and Jeff's gonna know where this is going. So I was playing Final Fantasy VII, and I got all the way. I was uh, I was working at the time, but I got all the way, basically, to the battle right before the final Sephiroth battle. And I saved the game. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this weekend I'm gonna knock this out. This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. Well, Sorry. it was it was Christmas weekend at the time, or it was, like, right around Christmas. So go to work, do my thing, don't play for a couple of days. And Christmas comes, and uh, my Uncle Andy gets a game for the PlayStation, which, for the record, he didn't even have a PlayStation. But it was the Spice Girls game, because he had a thing for (laughs) Jerry Hallowell. Probably still does. I don't know. That being said, we were all at my house, and he was like, hey, can I – you know, play this on your PlayStation. I said, sure. So he goes downstairs, and it won't play because you need save space. So he deleted my Final Fantasy account, save file, whatever. And my next closest one was like five or seven hours into the game. So I've never beat Final Fantasy Seven to this day. Now, Marty, <laughs> Marty came over, or I came over to his house and finally showed it to me because I was there but I never beat it because of that, and yes, I'm still bitter, Uncle Andy, and I hope you're listening to this because you owe me like a 30-hour save file. You better get cracking on it right now. I'm done with that. That's brutal.
2: All right. Well, I didn't know we are going that route, so I have a story <laughs> on that, but what about for an actual story point that was emotional?
0: Well, we kind of alluded to it earlier. Um I mean cuz again, the there's we keep talking about the obvious one, but um I would say in in Final Fantasy 9 when all of the black mages were falling out of the airship and I'm yeah. just and then you see the aftermath of just their their basically their robes, there weren't really bodies in there anymore, but their robes just all over the ground. And uh yeah, that was that was absolutely brutal. Now, you know, later on in the game, you find out not all of them died, which was good, but it was still just an awful, awful scene for for a game that up until that point was kind of I mean, it was silly at times. And I mean, it, it was it, it kind of brought back the the old school kid aspect of it. Yeah. Like I like I would let. Well, I don't know about my six year old, but, you know, I'd let her play it in a couple of years and be fine with it. But then you get to that point and it's like, wait, wait a minute. That's not OK. And I mean, I was yeah. in my twenties at the time, so yep. pretty, pretty brutal yeah. scene. So that's that's my probably my most heartbreaking scene. I remember just watching it, and I was playing it right next to my wife, and we were both watching. It like, what is happening? This is this isn't okay. This isn't okay. Yeah. Whenever VV in in is is the, name is, of the character, what's that?
2: Vv is the name of the character. The black, the black mage? mage.
0: Well, I yeah. always called him Bad Mofo, so I, I had no idea what his real name was right. to this day.
1: You know, uh, kind of going back to uh, emotional gut-wrenching uh, moments in Final Fantasy, I mean, going into tactics, I mean, that game is loaded with plot points as just gut-wrenching, you know. That is not a happy story, Final Fantasy tactics. No, I've, I've watched some
0: of it with you when you were playing it back in the day. It was it was brutal at times.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you're, you're dealing with conspiracies and cover-ups and, Assassinations, you know, yeah, vilifying the main character—you know—it's such a nasty. Er, seeing the seeing like uh, what what should be a very noble institution get disintegrated uh, in that game—it it, it was uh, a pretty nasty thing to watch. You know how they treat the main character. You know, it was like the epitome of unsung un, unsung hero. Uh, throughout the course of the game, and the ending for it took me several years to really understand what happened at the ending of Final Fantasy Tactics, and because I don't know how much I want to talk about it, but <laughs> it just uh,
2: okay. You can cry.
1: It's, no, I mean, it, it, <laughs> there's a lot of political intrigue in tactics, which is very different from a lot of the other Final Fantasies uh, that play out there. So. Uh, that's just my my take on uh, my the emotional uh, the emotional aspect of Final Fantasy. I felt very empty at the yeah. end of that. I
0: felt empty inside. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's pretty cool. So uh, you know, we we've obviously have all these experiences playing the different games. Uh, some of them together, some of them you know on our own. Um, one of the Alluding to, we alluded to this in the previous podcast about you know Final Fantasy having effects on our creativity as well. With uh, the game, as we will always call it until we're dead, and probably beyond. Uh, you know, we we got into um, kind of kind of a uh, uh, what am I trying to think here? We went from just because fu- the game is futuristic, and then we got more into the fantasy aspect at a certain point. And, we, and talk, we talked about it the last time with the, the elemental shards and, the, and a council of immortals and all these different weird things. They're, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they could kind of be like summons in a way um, and different things like that. Um, and then even I would even say uh, with Marty's GMing style, you know, you could directly relate some of the bad guys or some of the, the people that he would throw in our path as uh, parallels in some ways. To oh, yeah, two characters,
1: tons of that. Tons of that. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. Oh, I know Final Fantasies two and three heavily, heavily influenced the early years of the game. And that's an, an
0: understatement. That's floating
1: continent.
0: <laughs> that's
2: sorry, I
1: didn't catch that.
2: He
0: said floating. So that's an
2: understatement, and then I said floating continent.
1: Yeah, that's okay. But uh, you know, it's still fun to kind of play out. But and then again, there was a few more characters that were influenced by Seven, but uh, that that uh, wasn't nearly as pronounced in the later years. But uh, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about game influences from Final Fantasy because I mean, most of that stuff copyright in the infringement.
0: Page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: no denying. I mean, it had it had a good ten years of worth of influence on. You know my tabletop
0: RPG. That's yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I mean, the way we play games, the way we run games. I mean, I I would say that I'm definitely guilty of it as well. When we when I would when I took over the game for a little while, and the and again, this is for people who've played the game, but I'm just gonna throw it out there the uh, Emperor of the Zenith Empire. Essentially, yeah. essentially, he was Kefka for me. Like that's kind right. of the way I saw him. Like he was, you know, that's that's just who he was. And when he died, it was glorious. It
1: was definitely correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when, when, when he got off in the game, it was even though like, it just didn't matter. It was glorious because I hate Kefka so much. Like he, I mean, I would say Sephiroth is an awesome bad guy. Although you hate him as well at a certain point, but you almost feel sad for him at a certain point as well. But Kefka, you just hate him from the very beginning. From the first time you see or should I say after you see him the first time, you hate him. And right. when, and it is so satisfying to finally take him down in that game. So well done creators of Final Fantasy 3 US, aka Final Fantasy 6.
1: And to, to talk about Sephiroth briefly, I I don't really know how I like to rate him cuz a lot, a lot of the fan a lot of the fanboys out there you know, almost think he gets a little too much fan service, and they tend to think of think of Kafka as the better villain. If you were to rank the the top villains, final. It's because he had
0: cinematics. That's what it comes down to. Like with so, with the games when we were kids, it was all text. You had to use your imagination, and that's something that that to this day we still have. And I mean, thank God. I honestly thank God we grew up in that time because we didn't get everything spoon fed to us. Yeah.
2: I also think when you get to, by the by time you get to Sephiroth in the series, he is the first sexy villain, for lack of a way to explain it. Whoa! He is very much he's he's only a few story points away from being an antihero, be, to where you can go, okay, I know why he's doing what he's doing, and he's not just purely evil. So it's like I can kind of side with him, whereas yeah. you have characters like Kefka, <laughs> no. The he's on your screen, the first time, there's nothing that he, that man does that you want anything to do with that little ant of a, of a emperor. You want dead from when we see him, Whereas Sephiroth. There's always this. You're not 100 percent for sure if you totally disagree with what he's doing, even though he is attempting to destroy the entire planet. But <laughs> it's like, well, it's because it's his mom. You Mommy. know, it's like uh, until that last that last little turn of the story arc, you know, it's not really Sephiroth is always just kind of out of the frame when you're dealing with the weapons.
0: He's kind you know, of the
2: there. yeah, he's not he's not the main guy until that last bit of the game. Whereas in a three it's always kefka. In nine it's always the mill it's always the enemy's set from the start. By the time you get to the end it's still the same enemy. Whereas in seven it's Shinra for so much of that.
0: Yeah, you're right. And that
2: because of Shinra, Sephiroth comes out of that but it's not Sephiroth, it's Shinra. And you're trying to stop Shinra from doing stuff. But then you find out, oh, because of what Shinra's done now, they produce produced Sephiroth who's now trying to do something even worse. But by the time you get to that, you've already had to stop Shinra. So you've already gone through this massive villain. And the weapons. And then you get to Sephiroth.
0: Not yeah. you don't necessarily have to defeat them all. You don't but have
2: to, but yeah. A couple still, of them, a couple of them go there down. That
0: are,
2: that are more in your face. Yeah. Whereas every time you go into Sephiroth, it's like, oh, here's a scripted fight that you feel that you have control of, but you don't. You, you can't beat him. It's a story card. Right. Um, I know they're all like, Kefka's the same way, but it's every time you see him, though, it's that back and forth talking and he disappears and it's like, oh, we got to take care of the ruby weapon. Oh, we got to go over here and stop the Uta. So there's just a lot of other stuff in that game because it's so massive. Whereas three, nine, eleven four, you know, you've always got you're always headed towards the same enemy that you're trying to stop. That enemy may be doing something different from the game, but Seven is that one that just all of a sudden is like, oh, Sephiroth is kind of a victim of Shinra as well. And then all of a sudden you're like, all right. And you find out that he's been playing his own game over here that you are not that you don't get to play or see. And now he's gotten to a point where he's become the villain of your game and you're kind of the villain of his game, both trying to do the same thing and stop Jenova. Speaking of scripted
1: battles, really quick, I just want to point out there in Final Fantasy 3 slash 6...
0: I was going to bring this up. I already know where we are going.
1: Yeah, When it comes to Kafka scripted battles, I can honestly say I had Kafka's dead animation twice. Once <laughs> in the Imperial camp, you hit him with a horrible, down, dead. Like actually laying down on the ground, dead. In front of the sealed cave, cast Doom, Grim Reaper pulls the soul away. Bam. Dead. And, uh, yeah, again, if we want to talk about game screwovers. You know, he pops right back up.
2: Yep. Right. Well, there's actually a pull, one of the points in, in the fights where you have to kill him because then he jumps back up and laughs at you and runs off. It's like, <laughs> well, that was one real... of those
1: battles. And I'm yeah. telling you, you can either hit him. That with... might be the
2: military camp, yeah.
1: You hit him once and he runs away. But I'm telling you, you hit him with an ore bolt. He is flat dead.
0: Well, uh, and you you do have a way of taking out bosses before they're supposed to be taken out, knowing that they're going to come back in the next scene, i.e., the Tie Fighter Flight Simulator.
1: Yeah, I could have prevented the entire Tie Fighter expansion.
0: You could have <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, I remember
2: the, Tie Fighter and Final Fantasy. <laughs>
0: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of, to close this out, I would, I would say, you know, Final Fantasy is one of those titles. That, you know, you don't have, you, you do not have to play a single one of them to enjoy a single one of them. So what I'm saying is you don't have to pay, it. you could play 15 and enjoy it. It's its own story. It's always its own story. The only exceptions to that are X and X2, as well as 13, and I think there's 13, 2, and 3. And, you know, that's okay. Like, even those, you could play them independently from each other. Yeah, yeah. They, they are they are each individual games that they're, have their own story that is unrelated to the other games. So I would recommend if you are if you've never played one, you know there's a lot of good starts you can get. I mean Final Fantasy VII remake, that might be a good start because it's something brand new. If you're used to the new style of, of platforms might be something better. But if you want to get into something old school, I mean, you can jump into any one of them. There's downloads for them. There's emulators for them. I mean, they're they're out there a million times over. So I recommend playing any of them. Spend some time with it. You know, enjoy. And just really just, like, immerse yourself in that game because they are fantastic. Most of them are, except for eight. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to close with, with as far as that goes?
1: No, I mean... Uh... As far as the Final Fantasy franchise, I mean, everybody's got their favorites. You know, Tactics is still mine. It was because uh, playing through that job class system reminded me of going through a college curriculum. <laughs> in order to get your degree in this uh, class, you had to meet these requirements. Overall, it's been a well-done series. It's definitely a staple of gaming. And, you know, if you didn't like one Final Fantasy, I wouldn't write off the entire, the entire franchise. Try another. And see if it's a little bit different. So that's just kind of my personal take.
2: Yeah, I know we say multiple times, but I think if you enjoy an RPG that isn't overly Japanese, and when I say that, you'll have stuff like Persona that has so much and it's tied in the Japanese culture, which today is easier to get into than it was, you know, early '90s, just because of now access from the internet. But just a series that just is fantasy based. You don't they don't make a lot of cultural references so you can get into it without having to know specific things about the culture that created the game. There's so many of them out there that I think you can find one and jump into it. Whether you want to go old school and go turn based with a little bit slower, more thought out combat, which is the ones I prefer, or if you're into the Devil May Cry God of War style action. Final Fantasy 15 and even Seven Remake will do that. Gives you that, you know, faster paced combat to where you know it's keeps you more involved in it. instead of being a chess game in combat. It is a video game in the combat. So I just think there's enough out there for anyone that wants to look for for a, a really well told story that you can get into that branches in all kinds of different directions. Where most of them you can play it six different times. And yeah, 80% of the game's going to be the same, but the other 20% can be different every time. And you may find something in the second playthrough that you didn't even know was there in the first playthrough. and do the same thing in the sixth playthrough. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, I didn't realize if I went in there with this group of characters, something completely different happens. So,
1: One quick, one quick question, guys, before we close this out. In terms of the overall Final Fantasy story, which is your favorite, which is kind of like the one that's getting you guys that has you scratching your head? So what would would be your favorite that you've seen over the years? And then which one kind of has you scratching your head the most?
2: So story-wise, I would put that on seven. For the very same reason I explained with Sephiroth. Because you start off and your characters are doing one thing. And as they're doing that, the world is changing around them. And they don't really deal with that right off the bat. But then they get drawn into all these changes. So it's not, you know... Oh, I, they did A, B, and C, and because of that, now they have to go do D. No, they do A, B, and C, but because they're doing that, the villain is off over here doing something completely and really different that has you have nothing to affect because you're not over there, and all of a sudden you intersect that, and then you have to deal with that outcome. And then you kind of think you're winning, and all of a sudden you discover, yay, we're stopping the, oh, crap, there's Sephiroth now who's we've not done anything about, and now he has power creeped up above us, and now we have to deal with him. I think Seven does a really good job of that. That would be my one for the best story.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you on Seven being the, the best overall story just because, I mean, it it, it it goes topsy-turvy a couple of times. And, you know, the story becomes big, then it becomes small again. Then it becomes big, then it becomes small. And then, obviously, it crescendos into the, the finale where, you know, you are saving the entire planet. And then some, really. As far as the, like, the, the I think you're kind of saying, like, the worst storyline or the weirdest kind of storyline, um, pretty much, I'd probably put that on 13 because I didn't personally play that, but I watched my wife play that quite a bit, and she, it's one of those games where she beat the game, and I forgot how many hours she put in, but she beat it officially, and then the game keeps going, which makes absolutely no sense. And, I mean, it keeps going and going and going. So you don't even get your best weapons until 30 hours. I mean, I might be making numbers up, but, like, 30 hours of gameplay after you've beat the game, that makes no sense to me. That's the scratching my head one where, I mean, the story wasn't bad. It just didn't make sense why it continued afterwards. It's not Pokemon, you know? Like, Final Fantasy should have an ending, my opinion. What about you, Marty?
1: Okay, as far as I mean, as far as good stories, I mean, I really enjoy the stories of two, three, seven, obviously, and I, I don't want to give Tactics too much love, but I really do love the story of Tactics. So Jeff
0: has an unhealthy relationship with yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics. I think we need yep. to have an intervention.
1: I can any anytime I want to, <laughs> uh, but you certainly in, want to? In, in in terms of kind of uh, what? To this very day, you guys might laugh at me for this, especially you, Matt. To this very day, now I've gone on the internet, I've watched videos about it, I've read articles. I still don't understand the main plot points of the villains of the original Final Fantasy, the whole time loop thing. It doesn't
0: make sense. I I can't
1: figure it out.
0: Garland is chaos, but since you beat chaos, Garland was never beat. And Garland, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what the heck?
1: Right. I've, I've never gotten it. So uh, maybe maybe we'll get a comment someday that explains it to me.
0: <laughs> yes, that's what we want right now. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, leave a comment about what the heck that ending was and what that actually means. Because I don't have a master's in physics or a doctorate in physics to explain it. I need to know. That's just my thought on it. So, in closing, do you, does anybody have any plugs? Jeff, do you want to plug your channel?
1: Actually, I will in this case, because I have actually done a review on Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: Oh, hilarious. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, check out Mad Respect MadRespectTV. Uh, look for Casual Gamers' review of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I know I do use a little too much uh, rehashed footage, but I was not going back to my PlayStation to record more that night.
0: What, <laughs> so what platform is that on?
1: It's on YouTube. All right. So... Uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake under Mad Respect
0: TV. Radius, what do you got? Anything? Nope, nothing. You're like nothing. Um, I just I've been go to work.
2: tossing around the idea of starting a YouTube channel, but if I do anything, I would just I think I'm going to podcast. I think audio is the route I want to stay. So right now, it's just this channel.
0: <laughs> All right. So he's plugging the channel. Very good. Yep. Um, I'm going to throw a couple of plugs out there. Um, Retro, retro, retro on pretty much every kind of podcast uh, platform that you want to go to. Uh, That's our friend Raven J. Obviously, he does retro uh, topics. And then also, um, Saturday Night Freak Show. It's run by a gentleman named Colin, where they review, um, in general, its horror movies, um, vintage and Sooner. Definitely a good group of people. Um, film critics for sure. So you know they they may say some things that kind of change what you believe in in the movies that you've watched in the past and or are going to watch. Let's say, goodnight. Let's say goodnight. good night, and let's say good night, Marty. Peace out, and you all, all right. take care. We're waving, but we're waving. Yep, be safe. God bless. And this has been the Game Files podcast. <laughs>